The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. It is the end of the year, and gosh, what a year it's been. I can't wait to talk about it. We're going to have some memories. We're going down memory lane tonight. Memories. <laughs> no, that was no, last year. Okay. <laughs> memories what for last year. What year is it? Nobody knows. I don't know what year it is. I don't is. want to talk uh, about it. It's fine. Uh, hey. Hey. Jacob Walsh. What's up, yeah. dude? Hey, not much. Just hanging out. Got off work a little early so we could do some recording and 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 just so we could talk and and get this like end of the year wrap up thing over with, <laughs> so we could you know move on with our get yes. this year over with. Yeah. There you go. The year can't end until we say so. Yeah, to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been it's been crazy, but we. I gotta say, I appreciate all of our listeners, everybody who's sticking it. To the man hmm. by listening to mm-hmm. us. I don't know what I'm saying. Does that stick it to the man? <laughs> yeah. Um, like to the the man podcast other than ours? The man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, I appreciate our listeners. I appreciate everybody sticking with us through the year. I appreciate yeah. everybody and yes, have some group therapy. And I very much appreciate everybody who tuned in for the Jeffries uh, this week. If you missed our, our first ever Jeffries, our mm-hmm. toy awards, I'm not going to spoil anything. You can see the whole thing on YouTube. It was a lot of fun. So thanks for everybody for hanging out. There's already that. tons of articles online that kind of recap everything. All the yeah. winners. So you can you see can all the winners see. and all the nominees. It's pretty uh, easy. I think. Uh, hey, for a second, I was like, oh, shit, really? Yeah, Hollywood Reporter put something up. Uh, it's pretty cool. No. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still futzing with the audio here. So sorry. It's been five years. I'm going to figure this out one day. Um, hey, Jake, how's your week going, man? Oh, I mean, it's fine. It's just a, a normal week at the tattoo shop. Nothing nothing new, nothing different. I did get something in the mail today. All right. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to bring this up, and I think this is going to lead us down some some good discussion. So let's, let's talk about it. It's going to lead us down a path. It's going to lead us down yeah. the dark side cool. of the force. Um, so something that you've been doing that's been sort of uh, stressing me out is you've gotten <laughs> pretty big into autographs recently. Yeah. And you started like buying all these Star Wars autographs. And then as soon as I it started with Natalie Portman. It always does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it always does. Gateway. You, you you got that Natalie Portman signed book and 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 framed it up and all that. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I want maybe I want some autographs. Maybe why don't I have Star Wars autographs? So then I started like figuring out if I wanted to do you know, jump into some Star Wars autographs. And and there's only a few that I really would like be on the lookout for, but you know, I don't feel like paying three hundred dollars <laughs> for right for a Star Wars autograph. Right. Um 
So then I was like, oh, you know what I would pay for? Everybody in Jurassic Park's autograph. Right. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. though, I mean, it's been well documented. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe it hasn't been well documented, but within our friendship, it's been well documented that you have completely, Jacob Walsh has finally gotten over the the last Jedi torment. Fully healed. And is fully back on as a Star Wars uh, <laughs> fanatic. For sure. Now, I still think Last Jedi sucks, <laughs> but I love Star Wars so much that I don't care that it sucks. Jake that, is in acceptance mode. Yes. He's accepting the, it. stages of grief. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's I'm a good place. Good. The Ryan Johnson Guide to Grieving. That's what it's called. <laughs> to Grief Karga. <laughs> to Grief Karga. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk Jurassic Park autographs. What, what's the deal? T- fill me in. Because as much as I'm into Star Wars autographs right now, now that you're getting into like Jurassic Park stuff, I feel like, well, I need to do that too. <laughs> so you're my guide, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm your Jurassic Park guide and you're my Star Wars guide. You're my tour guide. That's cool. You have on I- a pink polo shirt and khaki shorts <laughs> and you're taking me through the park. Okay. He's okay. got the car. Uh, yeah. So so what's the deal? I know I know it's been a big week. Well, you know, I, I just started – I got on eBay and I started like – you know, I, I, I've needed your help a lot because I, I before the last few weeks, I didn't really know about buying autographs online, about what's, um, you know, what companies are legit and what isn't. So after kind of figuring that out, I kind of abandoned the Star Wars thing and I started looking at Jurassic Park stuff. And, uh, you know, the first thing I, I bought was actually pretty easy, easy to pick up because Ariana Richards sells autographed eight by tens like straight from her store and that's lex mm-hmm. for those lex. who don't know lex yes. so i, she I prefers found her to be called a hacker yeah so. that exactly. <laughs> so i picked that up immediately and then i was like well let me go look for tim and it was actually pretty hard to find any autographs from that dude so i was like i'll put that aside let me let me look at the the, the you know we i already have the poster signed with uh with um uh gold bloom so i was like let me let me look at let me look at Sam Neill and Laura Dern and like, surprisingly there's some Laura Dern autographs out there and they weren't, they weren't too bad. And and then I found a couple, you know, that were certified Beckett autographs, which I have learned recently is basically if it's a Beckett, you're, you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. Beckett's the, the top of the line for sure. Yeah. So, um, I ordered one, I ordered a Laura Dern. I looked at some Sam Neills, but my problem is that, I ordered the Laura Dern and then realized it's an 11 by 14, not an 8 by 10. Ooh, okay. So now I'm like, well, I want to get a Sam Neill that's the same size. And I, I've only found one 11 by 14 Sam Neill, but the but it's uh, it's horizontal instead of vertical like the Laura Dern is. So uh, I, I think it might be a little while before I can. Yeah. I mean, if, I think between the two of them, if you were going to get horizontal, I, I'd, I'd pick uh, Laura Dern. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Put that out there. Right. Uh, um, but that's the thing about autographs is like you want them to all fit and look nice together and be like cohesive. Yeah. I mean, are you going to go for like a full wall display? I think I am at this point. Like I, I didn't, you know, that's usually not my thing. And like signed eight by tens is I've kind of like gotten away from that. But I feel like with Jurassic Park, that that's a really cool thing to do. And it, and it's going to be easier to get their autographs that way. Then, you know, there's not, there's not going to be a Jurassic park fan fest where I can just bring one poster and get one thing signed by everybody. That right. would be, uh, you know, 
uh, preferred, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I think what I'm going to try to do is just get everybody's autograph. And I was looking and there's some Richard Attenborough autographs out there. Um, uh, I, I've tried to look for a couple of the others. Like I looked for Wayne Knight, and he's got a lot of autographs, but but they're all Seinfeld. So right now I'm I gonna saw, have to do some digging. It's going to yeah. take some time, but I, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to jump into it. There's a like uh, Alan Grant. You're going to do some digging. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a a couple companies have been doing private signings lately, and I know Wayne Knight did one recently and they might have some overstock inventory which they usually get extras to sell so we'll have to do some research and see if they yeah, have any find some that jurassic find, that, find out and send me that yeah send me that give me that wayne knight <laughs> um yeah i've so it's weird like obviously we're all collectors of various things uh toys clearly <laughs> clearly <laughs> we like toys but we've always liked autographs and it's always been my preference to obtain autographs like in person at a convention. Right. Um, yeah. But the the fact is a lot of these people uh you know don't do conventions. Like Laura Dern is never she's not going to show up at like Dragon Con, you know. Right. Uh well maybe in like 20 years. Yeah. But <laughs> I wish. She'd probably have fun. Yeah, she'd probably have a good time. Um but uh but some like somebody like Laura Dern. I mean, it was cool that Jeff Goldblum started doing a few conventions because that was something you wouldn't have thought you would have been able to like meet Jeff Goldblum, and that was down at like MegaCon or whatever. Right. Um, but I mean, as far as the Star Wars stuff goes, yeah. I mean, I've gotten. I blame uh, Tom Henry and Matt Sanders who run the Ghostbusters containment unit, the autograph group, because we, you know, we started doing some work with them this year and doing some interviews and kind of partnering up on some stuff, and they're. They're enthusiastic and obsessed with autographs the way we are about like action figures. Mm-hmm. It's um, contagious. It's so contagious. Uh, and obviously, like Star Wars is is bigger and back and better than ever. So I've definitely kind of like dove in to getting more Star Wars autographs. Trying to and like uh, the thing, Jake. We've talked a lot about it. Like a lot of these actors are getting older and unfortunately that means some of them are you know passing away david prowse yeah. passed away jeremy bullock um so and then some people like mark hamill that's been a very you know that's a tough autograph to get these days it used to not be so tough but he hasn't really signed in the last couple of years um it's and, a time sensitive thing yeah yeah so but i guess we got to talk about the the elephant in the room which was the uh the autograph i pulled <laughs> This week, when Craig was summoning <laughs> demons from the other realm in our room, I, I, Jake, let me. So I, I'm assuming if you listen to us, have some, you maybe saw this video. I posted it in group therapy; it's still there. But I've been opening these Tops Masterworks. Uh, uh, You're like, maybe you saw this video. You sent it to everyone you know. No, and- that's not true. I sent it to a couple people, mm. not my parents, because <laughs> I don't want to have to explain myself. <laughs> but. Tops Masterworks, it's a premium trading card product. Uh, you know, Tops puts out various Star Wars sets throughout the year, but this is the the top of the line or one of their top of the line things. Two autographs per box. I had gotten a couple boxes for Christmas. Did okay. Nothing to to scream home about. Couple cool autographs. I think the best one I got was uh Naomi Aki, who played Janna in uh, Rise of Skywalker. And God, we who knows if we'll ever see that character again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at this point, uh, but it, but but some cool stuff. But obviously, you, you're you're going for those big names, like you want Daisy Ridley or Adam Driver, or like the Holy Grail of Holy Grail in these sets is Harrison Ford. So, um, spoiler alert: I pulled a one of five 
Han Solo, Harrison Ford, silver framed autograph. And there is video of it where Jake, I want you, you, you're my best friend. We've been friends for six, seven years at this point. What, I want you to break down what watching because Abby was there, kind of. Yeah, we can break down our side of where we were. Well, all right, Abby, let me go to you first, and then I'll go to Jake. So, Abby, what what was your experience? My experience, I was cozied up in bed. I had my switch out. I think I had Return of the Jedi on. I was home, and you brought a pack home. You had been out, and you were shopping, and you were like, "Hey, I want to do this, but it's just for me. Let's not film it." And I encouraged you to film yeah, it. Yeah, because I've I, been doing a lot of content lately. I was like, you know what? I'm tired. My hair is clearly disheveled in the video yeah it was I, wasn't, those, I like, wasn't camera ready yeah yeah exactly but um so yeah you you basically you opened the packet upon realizing a that the first card you saw the grief cargo was a one of one that was a big deal and then when you saw the metal card it was like okay now get your camera out let's film this yes. no matter what it's gonna be get a out cold. your video camera get is out what the i video said camera <laughs> so yeah i filmed it yeah it wasn't like a planned thing and we were like uh in our bedroom but I I definitely like Jake. I want to hear your thoughts because like I feel like I don't know what happened to me because I literally I don't remember it. I like it blacked out. <laughs> but but what did you think? Well, I mean, first of all, when you posted that video, like I I figured there was something up because the way you guys worded it when you posted it in the chat, I was like, oh, okay, well something's gonna there's gonna be something cool here. Um, didn't think it would be on so. <laughs> But what's funny is like you, you kind of zoom in on the card and you're, you're like slow revealing it and you can see that it says Han Solo right away, but it's upside down. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I realized what it was before you did. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And but once you realize what it is, I, I think I, I, I described this to you the other day, but it's like I've watched it multiple times because it's like, you know, it's exciting and it's cool to see you know, your friends be excited about something like that. And it's fucking Han Solo. But also it's like a, it's like a rare (laughs) thing that most people are never going to see. And you completely like lose control of everything. (laughs) And it's like (laughs) your face contorts in a way that looks like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like, you look insane. You look like you, that card was, you know, the deadlights or something. And you looked it and just completely lost your fucking mind. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's exciting, but it's also kind of terrifying watching you scream, oh my fucking God, at that card. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I remember Jake saying that he was like, I'm not sure I want to come and sleep at Craig's house anymore after seeing that. <laughs> you never know what could happen. I could murder you. I I've collected cards uh off and on throughout my whole life. And the dream is to always hit something like that. Um it's it's like it's when it's like when you buy a scratch off lottery ticket, you have that what what if? What if I won a million dollars? Um but I don't know. I think that it here's the thing. It's the card's worth a lot of money. I've had multiple people offer me multiple thousands of dollars for it, but I'm not going to sell it because that moment, like I've already, I wanted a Harrison Ford autograph to, to get a Harrison Ford eight by 10 is a minimum eight, $900 and up. 
But to hit a card with that rare value and to have that experience, like I'm never going to forget that. Like that's yeah. the one. By the mm-hmm. what next week, I'm like, well, it's sold. And uh, <laughs> bought a new proton pack. Uh, no, no, no. It's um, yeah. So it was incredible. I'm, I'm glad I could share that with everybody. And yes, when I watch it, I literally. I remember it because I've seen the video, but I don't have it actually in my memory of the moment. Like, because I definitely was like black. I blacked yeah. out. Yeah, you Completely blacked out for sure. Yeah. Now, one something thing, else, something else takes control of you. Yes, something takes a part of you. <laughs> um, and then I started doing like a wrestling chain of holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I posted it in multiple like uh, trading card like message boards and Facebook groups. And the internet, I don't know if you guys knew that, can be pretty cynical at times. I have not had one negative con every comment has been like that would have been me i i understand now one person and i want to talk about this with both of you one person said it was a comment on a message board said well i could have gone without the language but (laughs) and here's my here's something i've come up with Anybody in life No, was like, that my dad? Listen, this is a true statement. This is my statement for this is my parting wisdom of 2020 going into next year. Anybody in life who takes offense to swears and cusses and bad words, don't trust them as You're human doing beings. Much, don't look at their uh <laughs> don't hard trust drive. them as human yeah. beings. Exactly. I know. You're all out there. They're hiding much worse. <laughs> it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't so, get it. Swear words are just words. They're just and words. They're the just words. made up words. The chill, simple chill pleasures fuck in life. Out, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one thing that's funny is that the uh, Abby's phone literally died, and it cuts me off. So a couple, somebody asked me if if like I like put a hole in the wall <laughs> as soon as I like because it is kind of scary when you watch it. So. I fainted. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a cool it's, moment. It's very the ending is very Blair Witch. Yeah, you're like, what <laughs> I was in the corner. Oh my god, uh, no, your but imagination. Yeah, but like, blind. listen, as a collector, as a Star Wars, as a card fan, and as a Star Wars fan, and obviously as a Harrison Ford fan and an autograph collector and all those things, that's kind of like one of those moments. Those one of the holy shit moments you live for. So, thank you everybody for letting me. Uh, it, it makes up for Cal Kestis, is what I'm saying. Oh. Three weeks ago. I was I was ready to start the Cal Kestis fan club. By the way, Jake, I don't know if I told you this. Um, I was going to lean into it really hard. I bought a Cal Kestis. I went to Coles.com and bought a Cal Kestis t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> because, you know, I got the autograph. Now I got the shirt. I think okay. at some point I should probably get the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just sit on the shelf uh, while you don't play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I was watching uh I was at my mom's over the weekend and they were watching that show uh Shameless. Have you ever seen that? Um is that William H. Macy? Yes. Yeah. I, I've heard I, of it. I had never seen it before, but my mom watches it and she was like, you know, deep into like season, I don't know, five or six or something. And so we watched a couple episodes and it's got that guy who plays Cal Estes in it. Okay. And I was getting annoyed. I was just getting annoyed <laughs> about the situation watching the show. Jake, you told another funny story on Twitter. Well, you tweeted this, uh, about watching Mandalorian. Oh God. With, my your, mom. with your mom and, and a comment that she made. <laughs> so my mom and her husband, like her husband was like, he asked me about Mandalorian, asked if I'd seen it. And I was like, yeah, I've seen it. And, and he was telling me that he really wanted to watch it, but they didn't have a way. So I, I set them up with um, my Disney Plus password, and we had nothing to do, so we watched it. 
And we watched the entire first season, and then we watched season two all the way up to the Ahsoka episode, which means there's only three episodes left. Right. So basically, eighty percent, eighty-five percent of the, the whole show. Thing. Mm. Yeah. We're we're halfway through the Ahsoka episode. Um, or it might have been after the episode, but my mom, like, you know, she's not super she she sat there and watched it all, but you know, she's also like kind of on the on her computer, not she's not like a Star Wars person. Right. I, I took her to see I took her to see Force Awakens. Um because I was like I saw Force Awakens like seven times. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And well, I took my yeah. mom to see it, and I don't think she has seen much star Wars, like since force awakens. And, you know, she probably has not seen the prequels. She saw the originals, whatever they came out. So she's not a big star Wars person, but we're sitting there and we're talking, we're watching. We have just watched a season and a half of this. And my mom like goes, I I thought the, I thought the guys in white were the good guys. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, she's like a, a secret empire fan. Like I was like confused for a second and it it, like took me a minute. And, and I was like the (laughs) stormtroopers. How can anybody ever think, unless you have only seen the prequels because the clone troopers are, you know, the good guys in the first two fit like, yeah, unless that's all you've seen. How does anybody think the stormtroopers are the good guys? Your mom watches Nightmare on Elm Street and she's like, why are they burning that nice man? I don't understand. It it made me feel defeated and I was like I was like, okay, oh cool. My God. She gets to the end of a glorious bastard, it's like, why are they killing that man with the mustache? Was he bad? Uh that's you know what that's a mom. My mom says crazy shit like mm-hmm. that. Like Abby, your mom says crazy. Yeah, shit. mom stuff. Moms Didn't your just... grandma have like a a line about what's his name in Home Alone? Like saying, "It's good to oh, see." Oh yeah, you. my grandmother. We were talking about uh, Joe Pesci once, and she was like, she was like, I I loved that he was in Home Alone. It was, it was so nice to see him play that character as opposed to how mean he was in Goodfellas and Casino. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Grandma, he's a, he's trying to murder a yeah, child. He's robbing a child's exactly. home on he's Christmas Eve. But we're Jewish, so she's probably like, I don't care. I don't care about Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, moms and grandmas. It's their decision to go. Moms become grandmas, and they they stay weird. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good times, man. Uh, love cards, love autographs, love Mandalorian. What what we're gonna do uh, for this end of year wrap up here? We're gonna do a little recap. Abby's put together some fun categories <coughs> for Pop us to kind of. Well, we kind of freestyle on uh what has been a. An interesting year, ups and downs, obviously very tough for a lot of people. And a, a lot of people basically sitting at home and <laughs> trying to like figure out how to like fill the yeah, time. It's not like we can do a review of our like favorite new movies that came out. <laughs> yeah, top and... five movies of the year. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh Birds uh, of Prey. Man. Stop it. How how did DC manage to put out all a bunch of movies this year? Right. Yeah, well, it's it. because it's because they don't care about their quality. <laughs> Ah, truth. Mm, truth. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, and like, I think this would be good. It'll be a good way to kind of put a bow on this year. And obviously, 2021, we got we got some stuff to look forward to this year. We got a lot of big movies coming aloud. Coming aloud. That's coming how out say, loud. The, coming out loud, coming unfortunately. Out of their uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. And uh, before before we get started, though, I, I will, I do want to remind everybody one more time. I said at the beginning of the episode, go to YouTube, watch the Jeffries. 
watch the award show, watch Jake steal the show. I'm not yeah. going to spoil it. Yeah. But it happened twice. Yeah. And uh, he wins his own. I Jeffrey. felt like I had to overperform because of the small amount that I <laughs> could actually contribute. So I. Daniel Day Lewis it. Like, <laughs> I got it. And I was like, well, if I can only be in it twice for a short period of time, I better fucking. They will be remember me. <laughs> hey, uh, here's a. This is not on the uh, the wrap up, but I, I will ask Jake. Did you agree that Token Razar are the figures of the year, and that Neko is toy line of the year? Did you agree I did. with those? I've I voted. I voted for Token Razar. Um, even though, is it like should I have been voting? Even though it's like I'm kind of on the board. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's I, our, we made it up. Somebody I saw Jake Stevens, who who's from Four Lombazuckas. He he. Uh, helped us out with some Midnight Mando stuff this year, and uh, he's got some toy podcasts. And he posted on his, uh, he posted the the categories, the nominees on his Instagram. But somebody was like, "Who picked these?" And I was like, "Me." It's our thing. We <laughs> made it our up. Thing. We it's do all made up. We want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I almost, I almost voted for um, the coming out of their shells, the uh, uh, the mutant, the musical mutant mutant tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing that kept me from <clears throat> giving those figures my vote over Toka and Razar is that, you know, because of the rights issue or whatever, they couldn't use coming out of their shells. So oh, those right. figures are not a hundred percent accurate. You know what I mean? There's right. like the, the, the back has that mutagen tour on it. And, mm-hmm. and just that small, they're, they're still like, they're probably my favorite figures of the year. But just because Toka and Razar have like basically a hundred percent accuracy and they're so big and they look so cool, like right. it, it, it edges them out to me. Well, and so. the other thing is, is like we you could make a top five figures of the year and just be like Toka and Razar. Uh, oh, it's ne- it's like Casey Jones and Raph, all ne- super yeah. shredder. <laughs> like it's all Neca. So, mm-hmm. um, but thanks again to Trevor from from Neca, Trevor Zamet, who's the brand manager for TMNT. Uh, for for stopping by and uh, accepting his award. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Let's get on to this bonus episode uh, wrap-up. This is not a bonus episode. This is a regular episode, but I'm just reading the... the I'm like, uh, what, what's that guy? I think it was originally intended to be a bonus. What's that guy? Uh, Anchorman? I just read what's on the sheet. Without... Uh, <laughs> that guy? Yeah. Will Ferrell? Yeah, that, that man. Okay. Uh, okay. So what we're going to do first, we're going to go through our favorite television shows, new and old, that basically got us through quarantine new to us whatever was new well to i mean listen i mean mine is not new to me yeah oh, some okay. of these are gonna I be not watch five new shows in 2020 I don't, I don't think i did either okay but but you know what i have some stuff that i was rewatching new, online too it said new and old so i didn't realize it was supposed to be all new to me i didn't watch five new shows i don't know if i watched one new show this year oh wait seinfeld's new right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Jake, let's let. Why don't you start us off? What What is some of the the television that? Uh, that Do you got... want me to just go through all five and then we can like we can should, should I just list all five and then we'll talk about any of them? That, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. good. That sounds good. It's free form. So my my number one was new to me, and I put this as number one because it's a lot of episodes and it was really great, and I had a I had a big long time watching it. But I watched Dawson's Creek over quarantine. Damn. Wow. Okay. Um. Number two, Seinfeld. And I put Seinfeld <laughs> as number two because I watch it constantly. And I, especially this last year, it was on – it's just on constantly. Uh, number three um, is a show that I found. It's a UK show called Portrait Artist of the Year. And it's just this like 
it's just a show where um, people have four hours to paint portraits, and um, it's it's very very interesting to watch, especially from somebody who likes to paint. So, um, number four is Star Trek because kind of like Seinfeld, I have watched tons of the Next Generation over the last year, over and over and over. Um, number five, I put I put this last because it's like it's a show that. It's probably on everybody's list. It kind of took over the world for a couple weeks at the right time. It did. It left like a weird taste, I think, in everybody's mouth. And uh, it was very entertaining. You know what I'm going to say is Tiger King. Oh, okay. shit. Yeah, yeah. Totally space on Tiger King. I didn't put that on my list. Yeah, I mean, that was a uh, – well, let's talk about some of the stuff. So, um, I mean, Dawson's Creek is uh, – I've I've, I've – I watched the first couple seasons when it was out, Same. like originally. I never have gone back to, uh, to take it all in. But like, I think as far as like teen dramas go, like I mean, created, written by Kevin Williamson, obviously who who did Scream and and others. Like, my, yeah, my, and it's very and it's very clear that it's the guy who wrote Scream, and it feels like it could take. It's like the exact same writing. Like it right. feels mm-hmm. like it takes place in the same universe. The same mm-hmm. universe, yeah. Um, like that, snappy ass, quippy dialogue. Yeah, like a lot of movie references and talking about directors. And now I can't remember. Am I supposed to hate any of the characters? Is there like one of the characters that like the fan base doesn't like? Yeah, Dawson. <laughs> I would never. They should have just oh, called that I show was, Creek. I liked Pacey. I, there's a lot of people. I, you you kind of go. You'll go back and forth with a lot of the characters. You know, it's one of those things where like you're you're gonna you're gonna love most of them, but like there are a lot of times where you do hate Dawson because he's he's just acting like a jerk or, you know, that's just the kind of show it is. You, mm-hmm. It's like you. There, there's also a lot of one thing I wasn't uh, prepared for is that Dawson's Creek is really heavy. There's a lot of like really really emotional things in that show. And there's some heavy hitting things, especially like in the end. It's yeah. very, it's got kind of a dark turn to to some of it, but it's it's great. You know, the most disappointing thing is that uh, I the Netflix uh, doesn't have the the Netflix. That's what I call it. <laughs> they don't have the rights to the to the correct. Uh, neither well, neither did I watched I watched it on Hulu, and it's it's not that Netflix doesn't have the rights. It's that they don't have the rights. They don't have the it, rights to the on Hulu. It's not that song either. It's a completely different song, and um, I mean that was my first time watching it. So like that's how I know Dawson's Creek, and I feel <laughs> like so I watched oh. the entire show with the with the other song, but the finale still had the Sarah McLaughlin. Okay. So when I got to that. It's just one episode, but I was like, I don't like this because I've watched the entire show. With this <laughs> oh my song. god! It's like this now it's like weird. when I like the updated version in Java's Palace of uh, the uh, uh, Sice Noodle song, yeah, and versus like the original, yeah, Lop Tea, whatever. Uh, okay, so cool. So Dawson's Creek, uh, uh, that portrait show. I bet we all have shows that are like uh, just personal to us. Like that. That kind of sounds cool. Like I mean, it's a cool show. It's just like um, they sit around. It's like. You know, it's like 45 minute episodes. They get like nine people and they they have to paint celebrities. Okay. They have four. They have four hours to do it. They pick a winner at the end of the episode. At the end of the season, all the winners face each other and they pick like a winner who gets like a big job, like a big painting job. And they have to paint somebody who's either, you know, historically famous or just a famous artist or actor or something like that. 
for like a portrait gallery, you know, and it's a cool show, man, especially like, you know, you get to watch people make these crazy portraits in four hours and it's, it's insane. And like at the beginning of quarantine, I spent a lot of time, you know, working on trying to, to be better at that kind of stuff. So having that show to watch was, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, you've had some. Jake uh, has had awesome paintings this year. I yeah. would suggest everybody follow his Instagram. That Cujo still gets me. Like that is a good painting. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I, <laughs> oh, little put himself. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, you're right. It's not good. I'm like, is no, that, it's great. Is it Beethoven? Is it Cujo? Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, either. And I like those kind of shows too, where you see really talented people working their craft in a timed space, like yeah. Top Chef or whatever oh, yeah. kind of does it for me. Um, well, Abby, let's hear some of your show. We'll, we'll kind of make it a big mixture. I mean, Roundtable, like, yeah. Tiger King, it is what it is. Like we did a whole episode on it. I would suggest yeah. anybody, you know. I feel like the world like unloaded everything they needed to say about Tiger King in that short span exactly. of time. Right. And we're just done. Sure. I have nothing left to give to Tiger King. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I wonder I how felt, I felt bad putting it on my list, but I felt like it was just such a. It was kind of a big time. It you was know? a big Everybody thing. Was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Yes. It'll be interesting to see what history thinks of Tiger King, or if it anybody was, will remember it. I think it'll be like it'll define the beginning of quarantine for people when it was like, oh, we all are watching something. It's not live. It's all. It's on Netflix, but it's all we can talk about because there's nothing else going on in the world, like sports wise or entertainment wise. I mean, here's the other thing is by the time Halloween rolled around and everybody was debuting their Tiger King costumes, it was like, guys, it's over. We know you thought this was going to be great back in April, but zombie sailor. it's done. Nah, we love zombie. We love zombie. We love zombie, we love zombie. But someone should tell them it's over. It's done. You know what? Zombie can do whatever he wants, honestly. I agree. Uh, Abby, what are, what are some of your shows? I, I'm assuming Seinfeld's on all of our lists. So Yeah. I uh, mean, it's actually not on mine, but I'll go from five <laughs> to one. I mean, Seinfeld's all, it's like an ever present. Jake, did I miss one of yours? What was the other no, one? That, that oh, was Star, Star Trek, Star, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. What's cool is I also have Star Trek, the next generation, um, in spot four on my list. Uh, it's tied with something else, but I'm going to start with number five and then work my way down. Okay. So for me, uh, I said number five was a show that I look forward to every weekend when it's on um, because it brings a sense of normalcy and it's not always good, but it always has a couple bright moments and that's SNL. Um, And again, it's like kind of, it was reflective of quarantine, especially like when they couldn't film in studio and it was from home and it wasn't that good, but at least it was something to watch. Um, And that gave me some hope and like a good feeling again of like things are, are at least it's the most normal thing to do is to watch SNL and be like, this is not funny or whatever with that, with your friends. <laughs> There's um, nothing better like than criticizing apart. SNL. Yeah. It, makes it me feel feels normal. normal. <laughs> but there were some funny episodes and uh, Dua Lipa performed at the end of um, the, the season this year. And I just, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I just, that, that show's got to be in my top five for um, shows that got me through quarantine. Okay. Uh, number four, I put Star Trek The Next Generation. That's just always been on. I ordered um, a big – I think it's it's not the first season, but it's a big collection of VHS tapes, and I've watched those all like two or three times over again in my room. Um, so, yeah, Next Gen. It's very calming for me. The other show I put at number four is Ozark, um, which is just a great show on Netflix with Jason Bateman. Some of it was filmed at the restaurant that I have uh, that I work at, so there's like a weird tie crossover for me. Um, yeah, Ozark's good. Like Ozark is like, it's it's kind of like you can make an argument that it's it's like the second rate version of like Sopranos or Breaking Bad because it's kind of the same thing. But yeah. it is. But Jason, ba- like, it's reminiscent of that formula. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think I love um, 
uh, Mar- Marty, what's her name? Ruth. Yeah. Ruth yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, that was a show I watched at the beginning of quarantine. I don't need to dwell too much on it because I actually have the show that it's based on at my number one spot, which I'll get to. Uh, number three, I have She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which is the animated series on Netflix. I've talked about that show. It's awesome. I know a lot of group therapy members are also in on it. I've collected the toys, um, which there's some cool San Diego Comic Con exclusives that I got. Um, yeah, during the eBay hangs, I was really like buying up princesses of power stuff. And she is awesome and inspirational and a really great role model for everyone, young and old. Um, and number two, I've got the Mandalorian. This well, you got six. Uh, you got six uh, shows on here. You know thing? what, Jake? I tied Ozark with TNG, so technically, <laughs> yeah, it's me, and I made All this. Right. So I get to put as many as I want. I was just trying. I was just confused. I was like, am I, can I count what's happening? Jake's like, can I add another one? I, yeah. Two Mandalorian. We have an entire, uh, wet lake series on YouTube dedicated to it. So I don't need to go into it, but that show plus our midnight Mando show has gotten me through quarantine, hanging out with friends and like talking about a show is like really good connectivity between people. And I love it. And it's a fabulous show. And I love Pedro Pascal and I love the child. Um, I love Grogu, everything. All right. Number one, may as well do it if you follow me on instagram you would know this one because i put it in my stories i watched the sopranos and i started watching with greg over quarantine um and we're in season five now it's such a fucking awesome badass show that it's one of those that i avoided because people were always like well you gotta watch this it's like goodfellas or godfather like i just i didn't really have an interest in mob or mafia related stuff um However, watching it, it's like it's set in that late 90s period. So it brings back. I was kind of like the same age as Meadow and like AJ on that show, which are the Soprano kids. So like it really brings back that age and that time of being like in junior high school and like just the big pants and the the ball necklaces. Well, I relate mostly to AJ on that show because like AJ he just wants to play video games dude, and order a pizza. That kid, he's like wearing like Slipknot shirts. And like, like, just like, I don't know, Pantera and like corn. He just looks like everybody did every eighth grader yeah, in so 1998. There, yeah, there's a nostalgia factor, but then it's also like a brilliant show that like therapy is obviously one of the main themes because Tony's in therapy. And I love um, the actress who plays a the therapist, Melfi. And like, it's just been a really exciting watch for me. It's kind of got some like you were can saying, we watch it right now yeah with dawson's creek it's got like heavy episodes that will kind of like kind of upsetting stuff but um the way they handle things is really realistic and it's got that like quentin tarantino like type of like just violence out of nowhere unexpected twists and turns putting people in the back of the in the trunk and like i love that kind of shit it's yeah. very cool very cool yeah good stuff Thanks. good stuff um i i uh I could talk about some of the shows that got me through this year. Uh, obviously, Sopranos, uh, we're in the middle of it. So uh, that that will continue into 2021. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk about Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure it's on everybody's list, especially if you're listening to Yes, Have Some. But I didn't have it on my list. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't have it on my list, but let me tell you why I didn't have it on my list. Because like Star Wars, usually anytime I do like my favorite movies or whatever, I always feel like Star Wars is a above every it's like <laughs> it's like its own thing list. yes i can't put mandalorian on the list because it's clearly it's too the good. number one yeah it's clearly the best thing that's happening <laughs> um so but i'll talk i mean it, it really was i loved season one but season two was just another level of 
storytelling and introducing, you know, new and old characters and bringing in Ahsoka and, and, you know, well, listen, we all know everything that happened and it was just, it was really fun to have something awesome to look forward to every Friday for two months and just knowing like, you're going to watch it and then you're going to rewatch it and then you're going to go on a bunch of websites and kept pick up on Easter eggs that maybe you missed out on and then all of the the discourse between us and our friends um it was great it was it was really Ongoing, special yeah. it, it, it was awesome and then uh kind of that culmination of that finale that just kind of like blew us all out of the water and uh is i mean Mark Hamill uh tweeted today I should read this tweet uh you know cuz he kind of stayed silent for a couple of weeks but he said uh uh you know that some there's all these reaction videos uh, of fans reacting to, to the return of Luke Skywalker. And uh, Mark Hamill said, hashtag no words. Seeing fans' reactions to Luke's return is something I will cherish forever. Their anticipation seeing the X-Wing, the Episode Six robes, a lightsaber, a green lightsaber, a gloved hand, an ungloved hand, a force choke, R2, was overwhelming and very moving to me. So, like, just knowing, like, you know, Star Wars has been just there's been controversy and weirdness for the last couple of years and Disney and the sequel trilogy and everything else. But just to have something that universally everybody was in on and excited about and positive about uh, was great, especially this year when there were some challenges uh, for the world this year. I don't know if you've heard. Um, so, you know, Target exclusives, things like that. Uh, Fairness. I bet TJ hated it. You know what? He probably did. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out. You just there. wanted to put that out there. Uh. Um, so, um, okay. So, uh, Masters of the Universe, the original animated series. I, I got really into uh, uh, the Masters of the Universe toy lines this year, and uh, having. Uh, you know, just like any of the toy lines I collect, I always like the toys more than the show. Like, let's face it, I like the real Ghostbusters toys more than I enjoy sitting down and watching old episodes of Real Ghost. I love the real Ghostbusters, but the toys are more meaningful to me. So, uh, but yeah, having that as kind of a companion piece and kind of like learning about that world. Um, I mean, it's something I would watch late at night and fall asleep to, but it's just so silly and, and of its time and, uh, and and kind of fun to kind of learn about the the lore of of Masters. So uh, that was really cool. Uh, Ozark, we talked about. That was mm-hmm. a big deal for us this year. Um, Shark Tank. You guys know I love Shark Tank. Forever yeah. a big deal. It's, yeah, for sure. It's always like when there's a new episode of Shark Tank on the DVR, I literally feel like I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but possibilities yeah. are endless. Um <laughs> And I'm trying to think, like, I didn't uh, – and then uh, Seinfeld, I mean, it's just the – the it's it's medicinal. It, it has the same effect as Price is Right did on me as a kid. Like, I, no matter what kind of mood I'm in, no matter what time of day, I can put on Seinfeld and just feel good. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've been thinking about this for this episode. I think I've come to this conclusion, Jake and Abigail. Okay. Okay. The greatest scene in Seinfeld history – Oh boy! Is the scene in the uh, Marble Rye episode where uh, George and his parents are eating dinner with Susan and her parents, and their parents are all meeting each other for the first time? Mm-hmm. This scene is incredible. So, first of all, you have uh, the speech that Jerry Stiller makes, where he, where you know they're eating the. <laughs> he he asks what they're eating, and it's like a what is it a Cornish, Cornish game head. A Cornish game head. <laughs> And he goes. He makes the. He, he makes like the, uh, like the, like the hands of like like he's holding a rifle. And he goes, "You mean you shoot it?" <laughs> and it's really funny. But then he he does this thing, and he's like, "Let me get this straight. 
You've got the rooster, you've got the hen, and you've got the chicken. The rooster's having sex with the chicken. Who's having sex with the hen? And, and then the whole thing, the way it unfolds, and then there's a, there's a bunch of other stuff that happens in that scene. But I I mean, George is my favorite character. The rooster character. has sex with all of them. Yeah. He goes, that's Pavice. Uh, there, there's all these things happening. And then it's the first spoiler alert like thing to oh, ever yeah. happen. It's the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're uh, they're talking about Firestorm, that new mm-hmm. picture that came out. And, uh, and, and Susan's dad goes... Oh, the part with the helicopter and Frank starts freaking out. He goes, no, no, no. I want to go in fresh. <laughs> like it's, it's so within like this five minute scene, like, and George is my favorite character in Seinfeld. And, uh, I think his parents are incredible. I think that, and also it's come out in the last couple of years. I don't know if you guys knew this. Um, Jason Alexander has spoken publicly about how hard the actress who played Susan, how hard she was to work with, how oh. she, she just like, wasn't a great like actor and she was really hard to get chemistry with. I I remember reading a thing about how it was even further than that. Like they kind of weren't getting along with her. Yeah. Wow. And I think that had a little bit of something to do with why they decided to just kill, kill her. her <laughs> but, but that almost adds like a, a, like just it adds to like the tension, but the, so my two favorite lines and we'll move on to the next category from that episode are um, first when George's mom, they, uh, somebody says, oh, the Merlot is great. Merlot? I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Did they just invent it? Yeah, did they just invent it, Merlot? <laughs> no, they didn't just invent it. So there's that. And then the uh, when they take the bread back, she said, well, what kind of people would steal oh, the bread God. back? Those yeah. kind of people. That's they, it. like, secretly take the bread. Yeah, yeah. Because when they're driving back <laughs> in the car. We're sitting there like idiots without any cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who puts coffee without cake? Uh, so, yeah. Um, but listen, I love Seinfeld, and that's just uh, one of my favorite moments from – that might be my favorite episode. Is, because you got to remember, that episode also has uh, Kramer on Rusty the Horse. It also <laughs> has Kramer um, buying all of the surplus food from, the from like, the Sam's Club yeah. or whatever. Uh, and then it has uh, Elaine dating – uh, the saxophone player. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's a great episode. I love it. It's great. And Kramer's loading the car. We what? should just do episodes because, uh, of YHS now where we recap Seinfeld. Just the Seinfeld I love it. I kind of do but our own but really, it brings, it brings happiness to me. Yeah, no, I, I completely so, agree. Anyways, yeah, that, that's my TV. Let's, uh, let's talk about some movies this year as we move along here. So, uh, obviously, not a lot of new movies. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, I, I think I saw three, I saw maybe four movies this year, new yeah. movies. I saw, uh, Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 84, Invisible uh, Man, Invisible Man, uh, Tenet, and then, uh, the, what was the Andy hey, Samberg Bill, one? Jake, don't Bill worry about Ted. it. Bill and Ted. And then the Andy Samberg one on, on Hulu, which I actually like that one, the Groundhog Day one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not, a, not a lot. <laughs> Out there year, Jake, yeah. what uh, what do you got on your list for movies that well, got you through the show? I write down every movie I see every year. For the last couple of years, I have a list. It, as long as it's new to me, it doesn't have to be a movie that came out this year. Okay, movie that I've seen for the first time. Um, I got five movies on this list here, but I'm telling you, like maybe two or three out of those five are movies that are like they're fine, but they were just some of my, you know, they were they might have been my favorite of the year, but it's been such a fucking slow year, so. Number five, I put Cape Fear. Saw that for the first time. Awesome, awesome. And I've always, I've always been, I've always thought, uh, 
uh, Robert De Niro was overrated. And maybe I still do. I don't think he's the great like, the thing. I haven't seen him, you know, tons of Robert De Niro stuff. But anytime I've seen anything, I've just been like, right, whatever. What's the big deal? He's amazing in Cape Fear. Cape Fear is great. Um, number four is this old horror movie I saw called Brain Damage. And it's about this guy who uh, it's like a ripoff of like Little Shop of Horrors, basically. And it's about this guy who he gets this kind of like brain slug. OK, but it like talks to him. <laughs> OK, <laughs> like That's kind of it fun. talks to him in a very like silly voice. And it's like, let's go over here and, you know, kill this person. It's it's like a ripoff. A little, it's silly. Um Number three, Borat 2. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Borat, yeah. Um, number two is this movie that um, ended up on Netflix this year. I don't know. It's not an old movie. I don't know how new it is, but it is a uh, a foreign film called Inhuman Kiss about these sort of like a love triangle of these teenagers, and the but the girl ends up becoming like a host for like a demon, like a, like a traditional Japanese demon, and – it's just this like weird movie where they're having to like navigate keeping that a secret because there are people like out to destroy these creatures and she's like a human most of the time, but she just happens to like her head just happens to detach and kill people at night. So <laughs> Ooh, what's this called but again? But it's very, very good. It's called inhuman kiss. Um, on my list now. Okay, so my number one is this movie called Dark Age. Dark Age. Okay. Um, This movie I had known about for a while but had not seen, and it came out in uh, 1987. It is an Australian movie about an alligator, like a giant crocodile. And uh, it stars – the main dude is John Jarrett who is – he's in those like – those horror movies called Wolf Creek – He's kind of like a character actor. He was one of the Australians in Django Unchained. Okay. You know, when there's okay. the, like three Australian dudes. Okay. Mm. Uh, he's one of those guys. But the movie, I, I've always heard that it's like one of those classic monster films about giant, you know, animals going crazy. But But when I watched it, the thing that was great about it is it's not it's not very silly. It's it is kind of rough and it's got some like pretty heavy. It's like the first half of the movie is very Jaws. You know, there's like giant crocodile and it's eating people and kids that are, you know, close to the area. But like the thing that I love about it is like halfway through they decide like, oh, we 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 can't kill this thing. They're like, we got to save it. It's like it's a big animal. It's like one of a kind. It we let's just move it. Let's relocate it. And uh, and it ends up becoming about like the main characters are kind of like end up protecting this thing from some other people who are like poachers and shit like that. And they're okay, just like, that's no, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really cool. It's also one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. Mm. And he um he owns like one of the only uh, print copies of it and. Even though the movie is an Australian film, it didn't get a release in Australia. And Quentin Tarantino was like, fuck that. It needs to be seen by, you know, the people who made this movie. And he, like, had a special screening of it in Australia. And he had uh, some of the actors there. And he he showed, like, his original print. And they had a Q&A. And so it was, it's like it was a big deal for him. So uh, I saw it for the first time this year. And, and it's a it's a great movie. I've watched it multiple times. Damn. Good cool. stuff. 
good stuff. Very cool. Uh, it's going to be a lot better than my list. Uh, Abigail, what do you got? Your list? <laughs> my list. Your hypothetical head list. I, I've got a list. Cannon. All right. <laughs> For me, um, I also had a Robert De Niro film at number five. I put Goodfellas down, which is a film that I had. A film? Am I calling them films now? A picture. That's a picture that I had not seen until. It's a moving picture. <laughs> it's, until recently. And it kind of goes along with all my like mafia mob related watching with the Sopranos. It literally has almost the entire cast of the Sopranos in it. And it was a fantastic movie, um, much better than The Irishman. Like it's, it's definitely like they um, all are more cohesive <laughs> and cogent. Hey guys, I'm still on The Irishman. Okay, I'm, still, I'm almost finished yeah, with it, dude. <laughs> You're still watching. I'm still watching. I'm still it. perturbed by those weird it. eyes. Um, so yeah, basically, Goodfellas was awesome. Um, it was one of those that people have recommended for a long time, and upon seeing it, I was like, all right, I get it. This makes sense. Um, like watching the. You know, what am I, a clown? Like, what, what the, my impression's like, what are you laughing at me? Um, oh, the Joe Pesci scene. Joe Pesci yeah, scene. Like, seeing scene. that finally, I was like, okay, cool. This clicks. This is good. Uh, number four is a movie that I saw at the beginning of this year for the first time, and it's Moana, which I talked about on the show. Um, and that was just very influential. I love the soundtrack. I love hate Lin-Manuel Miranda, so it's very, <laughs> it's a catchy soundtrack. I think that's everybody's opinion yeah. about that guy. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, it just means a lot to me. I identify it with Moana quite a bit. Uh, number three, I put The Witch, and that's a film. I can't. I have to stop saying film. So it's a film, huh? It's a film. Is that also based on a true story? <laughs> it's not. It's a film. It feels like it's based on my childhood. Um, we watched that movie. <laughs> oh, let's get real. We watched that movie at the beginning of quarantine, and I was like, this is awesome. I also had a little brother, uh, or a big brother, not a little <laughs> Okay, I, I also had a black goat. Yeah, I knew Philip. No, um, The Witch was a great movie. It was very yeah, scary. Yeah, that movie's cool. It dealt with like uh, a lot of cool like visuals and like uh, just kind of biblical stuff, which I relate to and really enjoyed. I thought it was scary. Here, here's another thing. If somebody says they didn't like The Witch or they didn't get it, don't trust them. Yeah. All right. Say with the cuss words. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's my speech. All right, number two, I put Suspiria which I really enjoyed. Um, and I saw that for the first time this uh, fall. It was you know, it was just a great, beautiful, scary movie um, that, again, deals with the devil and uh, satanic stuff. Did it also it's remind you of your childhood? No, okay. I never... Yeah, I didn't stick with ballet. I took, like, a couple lessons. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was just... A, it was a gorgeous, uh, colorful movie um, that was like put had me on the edge of my seat with the terror and the suspense. Um so I recommend everyone go out and see that. And number 1 was Willow. For me it was just a really fantastic like puzzle piece fitting in movie once I saw it. I, yeah, that makes I should sense. have seen it a long time ago and I've just been obsessed with Sorsha and Mad Mardigan since seeing it. Um and I got it on VHS and have watched it many times now and I have some of the collectibles and toys that came out um uh from the 80s. So yeah, that's that's it for my top five. Hey, when did uh, all, those are all good movies? When did Thank we you. watch uh, Midsummer? Was that this year or last year? We did watch it this year, but that wasn't the first time we watched it. We watched it closer to. No, I'm just asking you. It uh, came out last year, but I don't think I watched it until this year. I don't. I don't want to agree with you, but I, I'd have to look back in my Instagram <laughs> okay. stories. I feel like we well, saw fuck it. it. It's putting it on my list because I bought the A24 limited book. Oh, you're Blu-ray. trying to make your list right now as we're recording. You can have it. Yeah, he didn't look at Craig. Craig's making all his lists as we. That's talk not true. Ours. You don't have yes, a notebook. 
I don't. No, I'm putting Midsummer on my list because it's, even though I've only watched it once or twice, uh, I think about it a lot. Probably because I'm always on Florence Pugh's Instagram, like a yeah. freaking creeper. Uh, she's great. Yeah. And uh, that movie's great. Um, I, I'm going to put Bill and Ted on my list only because like it it wasn't perfect by any means. Uh, could have been much worse. Uh, could have been Dumb and Dumber too. Um, but uh, upon my second viewing, uh, it kind of got to me in a more nostalgic and emotional way. And I, I do believe that if they had a little bit more time for reshoots, that movie would have been even that much better. Um, I, I think the second half of the movie is better than the first half. Uh, but it, it's a movie I looked forward to uh, for a very, very long time. And uh, no matter what, it was cool to see uh, Bill and Ted, you know, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter back on screen. Uh, so I'll put it on my list. I'll put it on my list. Okay. Give it to you. You gonna give it to me? Yeah. Um, you can have it. And then the rest is just going to be the shit. Guys, I don't watch new movies. Like, do you want to hear me talk about Wayne's World 2? Because I've watched it 20 times during quarantine. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, yeah, again, I've watched Return of the Jedi like every week for the last 50 weeks. Like, what am I going to do? Right. I, 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 yeah. I need to expand we'll, my horizons. Then, we'll, then we'll, we can move on we'll to the next move category. Yeah. We'll move on. <laughs> I host a movie podcast. What movies you watch? Wayne's World 2. <laughs> a lot. In Seinfeld. Uh, in Seinfeld. Um, but uh, let's talk about music, though. Let's talk about some music. A- Abigail, what, what's your Spotify looking like this year? Oh, my Spotify? My and top five? Be- before we go there, we do invite anybody listening to this, if you're part of Yes, Have Some Group Therapy. Post. Make your post. Let us know what movies, TV, and music got you through uh, Got you through this mm-hmm. year. I mean, I'm mean, inter- i always interested. Yeah. Give me some movie recommendations, for the love of God. Yeah, please. Hey, I also liked... Here's the thing. Abby and I, we watch all the same stuff, so... I liked all. I liked Suspiria a lot, you know. Like, but I didn't want to copy your list. Oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so yeah, my spot. I did write down. I got my like recap of my Spotify top five, and for this past year, my top five genres: five was show tunes, four was classical performance, three is rock, two is pop, and number one is soundtrack, which makes perfect sense for me. I listen to a ton of soundtracks. Um, my most streamed song was "The Breaking of the Fellowship." <laughs> Which is part of my, like, Lord of the Rings mix, which I have a playlist that I listen to almost nightly um, when I take a shower. I find it so very calming um, and medicinal to listen to that and kind of, like, chill out and meditate. Um, So, yeah, and it was a tough year, so I I put it on quite a bit. Um, Beyond that, uh, things that I listened to that were um, albums that came out either this year or close to this year. Um, Tyler, the creator, his album Igor is incredible. And I listened to that a ton. That like cracked my top five. Um, Other shout outs go to Dua Lipa for her album Future Nostalgia, which came out of nowhere this year and was legitimately the best album of the year. It would have been for any other year even. Like it's just solid. Every track is fucking danceable and killer. Uh, Ariana Grande for her album Positions, which she kind of dropped out of nowhere also and is super solid. And finally, Taylor Swift, my girl, for doing two albums without any like um like fanfare before and that's kind of cool evermore and i can't remember the name of the other one but they're both really good yeah the new one just came out is and, it good i haven't listened to the new yeah so. it's pretty good um finally kenny g oh, yeah, kenny, obviously kenny g. obviously people be getting their kenny g shirts after christmas <laughs> uh cool good stuff yeah, good stuff yeah. uh jake how, how about you music wise <laughs> Um, I'll do a, I'll tell you what my top five songs were and okay. then I'll tell you what my top five artists were because okay. they're 
mainly similar, but there's a couple differences. Okay. Uh, so Spotify top five songs. Number one was a song called Figure It Out by Orla Gartland. Number two, uh, Did It To Myself, also by Orla Gartland. Number three was a song called Trying To Sleep by Wolfie's Just Fine. Oh, yeah. Mm. Number four, a song called Nobody, Not Even The Rain by Law Dispute. And number five was Gloria uh, from Vendetta Red. And then my top five artists, number one was Vendetta Red. Number two was Alanis Morissette. And then three, four, and five were Orla Gartland, Wolfie's Just Fine, and Law Dispute. Um, those last three were new to me this year, so they got a lot of listens in. Th- those are three bands that I had not heard of until this year. Cool. Damn. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Wolfie's Just Fine, they- they're the ones who did that uh, That Friday the 13th? Yeah, so that that dude, he he's like, he's kind of a... He used to be like pretty internet famous. He back when the you know when YouTube first started going, he had a like a really silly song that was like a a big thing, and and that's what he used to do was just put out silly bullshit. But um, he put out a video to a song called uh, "A New Beginning," and it's like a, a true story of him when he was you know it, you know uh, a kid watching "A New Beginning" for the first time, and like it being kind of like the beginning of his like sexual awakening, but also scared the shit out of him because it's like, it's like the song is like about him being like, Oh, Oh, look at this girl. She's cute. Oh, now she's dead. You know? So, (laughs) right. And there's a, there's a music video for it. And I, and I think it's one of the best music videos I've ever seen because they like, uh, reenact a lot of, um, scenes from, a new beginning, but like him as a child is like, he's like there watching it. And I just think it's a great, it's just a really good song. It's, it's, it's all, it's all like very well done. Yeah. I've seen the video. It's really cool. It's very much like when the crossed wires happened or like the trauma kind of thing, but it's like beautiful. It's a lot of his songs are, a lot of his songs are like these really, you know, slow melodic kind of folksy sounding. He's got a really, really unique voice and you wouldn't know it if you were just listening to the songs, you know, casually, but like the song I put on here, sorry, my Spotify is going crazy. Keep going. Okay. But, um, the, the song that was on my Craig, Craig, what are you? Hey, turn your volume off. I just turned it off. Be the showrunner. You can be. (laughs) (laughs) all right we're good we're good we're good keep going um the song that i put on the list trying to sleep is it's it's like written from the perspective of one of the graboids from tremors (laughs) and that sounds really really silly but when you're listening to the song it's not a silly song at all and you you would not like listen to the song and be like oh this is a silly song about a movie but he's got a lot of songs like that there's like there's one called todd and janelle and it's about the step parents from Terminator Two, oh. and it's kind of sad, you know. And uh, there's another one about the pigeon lady from uh, uh, Home Alone Two. Home Alone Two, and it's also very sad. But uh, yeah, he's great. That's cool. That's very cool because, like, writing about the things you care about. Obviously, he cares a lot about movies, and like that's yeah. the shit that comes out. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, Craig, what's on yours? Yeah. So is it is what? it floral mass? <sighs> <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, I am in a band, and I did listen to my own music uh, a good <laughs> amount this year. But a lot of that has to do with um, 
like being proud of a creative project? Uh, like people of? asking you if they can hear it. <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, just in public, people are like, "Hey, man, are you in a band? Let's hear it." <laughs> and me, uh, no, I'm I'm kind of weird about it. Like I don't. Yeah, I'll show my friends and stuff, but I, I don't. I'm not one of those people who who. Uh, <laughs> now, if you if you're in group therapy, some people might go, "I'm sick of fucking hearing about it." Uh, so yes, I I am in a band. We are called Floral Mass, and it is available on Spotify. Um, so my I did listen to that first Taylor Swift album a lot. Uh, I listened to Heim's new album a lot. This year, I thought it was great. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, so check out uh, Heim. Uh, Big Thief is another band I listen to a good amount. Uh, the War on Drugs I listen to a lot. Um, and I, 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 I tend to just put these uh, artists on and kind of stream their stuff and don't really hone in on, on one specific song. But uh, uh, those are those are a little sampling. Uh, as far as classic stuff, I, I still go back to my old uh, favorites a lot. So I did listen to Brand New a lot this year. They are one of my favorite <laughs> bands of all time. And I know mm. that they got canceled and their lead singer is not a great guy. But you know <laughs> what? If I stopped listening to every musician who wasn't a great guy... You probably knew he wasn't that great if you were listening to them. Exactly. So All of his lyrics are super yeah. troubled. Okay, let's not pretend like Mick Jagger and David Bowie were like not doing bad things. Hey, I, I took Marilyn Manson off of any playlists. I had him on in 2020. Well, he's legitimately a bad I, fucking I, person. I decided that I can't listen to that. He, uh, Marilyn Manson... Can you update me? What happened? He um Besides the he, rib... He was because yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. Like he was in a really long ago. relationship with um. What is Rose her name? McGowan? The, no, 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 no. The girl from uh the woman that's in Westworld. Yeah, Dolores. Dolores, the actress. Uh, I can't. It's it's. I can't remember her name. She's yeah. Anyway, she came out. There had been rumors about this for years and years, um. But she has come out and every Rachel Wood. Every Rachel. Every Rachel Wood. Yeah, there was a hearing that she um she was at and she gave this really, really long account of some stuff that happened to her. Now she has not, she will not come out and say it was Marilyn Manson because she's scared, Mm. but it was Marilyn Manson who she's talking about. But he basically like groomed her when she was, you know, underage and was, you know, raping her and beating Mm. just all this gross stuff. So also like held her captive basically. Yeah. 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 He like scared her into staying and, like just really, really awful shit. Over the top bad shit. That's really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I want to talk about it a little bit more. No. <laughs> no, I was like, uh, should I make a Westworld joke? I no, mean, that's you know, inappropriate. I, I try to fuck him. I kind of try to to lean into uh being able to separate artists from their art. You know, and like it, it, there is that question, like, can I watch a Kevin Spacey movie and like feel okay about it? And like, I, I think a lot of it's just personal choice. Yeah. Uh, if Kevin Spacey tried to make a comeback, I don't think, you know, I'd be. Uh, there's. I watched the, I watched American Beauty since all that stuff happened. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Cause you know, he's creepy in that <laughs> yeah. already. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is um, not much of a stretch. I feel like if it's, there's like a, if it's morality, if it's an issue of morals versus politics, like that's the differentiator. Well, right. Right, yeah, so Cara yeah. Dune, I can watch yeah. her shit and be like, whatever. And it, and it depends on like what it's like, you know, we all still like there are days where we have like Michael Jackson on at work and I'm like, oh, I know like some people don't believe the Michael Jackson stuff, but I'm like, mm. we're just we're, we're just going to pretend it's fine and we'll just listen to it anyway. But like 
the Marilyn Manson stuff was so it was like so awful reading and and watching her talk about it that I was like I can't <laughs> I can't listen to him yeah, anymore. No, yeah. it's awful. It's awful. and I, I fully support that. And yeah. I think a lot of people try to defend Marilyn Manson for a long time. Like, but you know what? Sometimes people just are pieces of shit, and they deserve yeah. to be talked about. Like, mm-hmm. About like they are. All right. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like older music, I still go back to and listen to some of my older favorite bands like Saves the Day, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. And uh and uh, and an other well similar to Vendetta Red. I mean, you know, they had their heyday, you know, 10, 15 Saves years ago. Saves the day is great. Saves the day is great. You know, I, my band opened up for uh, Vendetta Red. A lot of people don't know that. And I saw Vendetta Red at a Best Buy live acoustic performance when their first album came out. Wow. That sounds cool. It was outside cool. of the Best Buy? No, it was inside the Best Buy. <laughs> Oh, you know what? It wasn't at Best Buy. It was at um. It was at a guitar, like a guitar center. center it was something. at a guitar center. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I re- that makes sense. There's just a guy who looked like the guy from Vendetta Red who worked at Best Buy. Got he had it. curly hair, and I bought it. Got it. Bought a CD. Uh, it's easy to. All right. Well, let's let's move along here. I think those are our main categories, but we do have a couple fill in the blanks, and then we'll wrap up uh, this uh, this lively edition of Yes Have Some on a on a New Year's Eve Eve. Mm. So or New Year's Eve, whenever we're recording this. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, fill in the blank. I would not have survived 2020 without Jacob Walsh. I got two answers. I'll be really quick. My my serious answer um, is uh, Jakey for getting us that Dr. Pepper job because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, didn't, I mean, that, that might be funny, but like I didn't get a stimulus check. Right. So like I, I lived off of Dr. Pepper money. Um uh, for that. Uh, my other answer is YouTube because I, I feel like I've never really utilized YouTube correctly. Until oh, my, YouTube. Hold on. I thought you said, hold on. I thought you said YouTube and I was like, that is <laughs> so nice. All of a sudden I just felt like, no, not the band. Like I thought day. you meant, you, oh, you, I thought you meant YouTube, Abigail and Craig. I wouldn't have gotten through. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone from YouTube to YouTube. Okay, let's talk about YouTube. Yeah, YouTube rules. YouTube. I mean, it's always. I mean, it's one of those things that's been out there forever. But I feel like something like a pandemic forces you to utilize it in a different way. And I and I just feel like I've never really uh, gotten into it until this year. So. Yeah, I mean, there's I, there is a serious amount of good content. I mean, I I always have on like various like toy collectors channels or. Um, you know, people, Unboxing. people opening baseball cards, just shit the shit past the time while there's not new movies and, and things like that. Uh, obviously with no Ghostbusters this year, you, you got to do something. Yeah. Shout out to the content creators. There you go. Uh, Abigail, you would not have survived without, I got a couple, uh, without YHS, uh, group therapy members, friends, Italianos, which is oh, the yeah. Italian restaurant in College Park that delivers till 4 a.m. Getting that tonight. Yes. <laughs> um, my cats and uh, all the little cherry possums that live outside. And my cat? My cat? No. <laughs> my cats. My cats are my anchor. They're my higher power. I love them. They help calm me down. Um, and then eBay. I love eBay. We did eBay hangs. This I don't year. think any of us would have gotten through 2020 <laughs> without eBay. True. eBay yeah. should win the Lifetime Achievement Award. Congratulations, <laughs> <You're> eBay. <right. laughs> um, I would have not survived 2020 uh, without uh, some of the similar stuff Abby just said. Without you know you guys, uh, the YHS community, the universe, uh, Jacob, Abigail, Hal, AJ, Ryan, John Yerkeba, uh, and so on and so on. Um, uh, you all mean a lot to me, and uh, being kind of part of this little creative 
uh, cult following commune that we have is, uh, that's what, what it is. Like, I mean, like, I'm not going to pull any punches. We're not the biggest podcast in the world. We're not the biggest YouTube channel in the world, but we have this like group of people who we all kind of get each other and it's fucking awesome. So yeah. I just, I love it. It's special. Uh, so, uh, would have not gotten uh, through it without that. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, hope has gotten me through 2020. Rebellions are built on hope. Uh, no, no, no. The hope of things. I thought you were going to do like a poem. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I am a very, uh, I would say an hope Abby. Hope is the thing with feathers. There you go. Emily Dickinson. Uh, Abigail and Jake can both attest to, I think sometimes I'm annoyingly optimistic. Like yeah. I, th- I sometimes, like I, I really do feel like next year is going to be much better and we're going to get, you know, the return. Like in two weeks we get, WandaVision. So the MCU is back and then we're going to get Black Widow at some point. Then we got Ghostbusters Afterlife and all the, all the shit that mm-hmm. we look forward to that we were denied this year. Uh, so I, the thing that has gotten me through this year is that like patience and hope and understanding and optimism of there's better times ahead. The ice is finally starting to melt. We can see signs of spring and life. I guess. So that's, we'll, that's your poem? Sure. I don't care about spring. I like <laughs> cold weather. But I'm just saying. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. June 11th. Be there. Yes. In your living room. Probably. Stop it. No. I will be in a theater. Jake, we already talked about it. We will rent out a theater and have a private screening for ourselves yeah, if we have if to. we have to. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but actually, circle, cal- circle your calendars because we might pro- – like, if we can safely do it, I want to have some sort of – event assuming there's not going to be like a premiere or anything so um okay <laughs> assuming that mass gatherings are are a way off uh okay i have missed blank the most over quarantine abby conventions and going to movies i mean yeah, do i have to elaborate I, you guys probably said the same thing i really miss the packing and figuring out my t-shirts my outfits and uh losing my luggage at the airport um <laughs> Going to gas stations and getting snacks, um, long drives, and hanging out with friends. Yeah. And yeah, I look forward to doing that hopefully next year at some point. Jake? Um, my my answer to the next two are the exact same answer. Uh, I have missed blank oh, the most over quarantine. And in 2021, I am most looking forward to uh, the exact thing Abby just said. Yeah. Seeing friends, going to the movies, and going to conventions. That's yeah. it. I mean, we were denied San Diego Comic-Con, Dragon mm-hmm. Con, Star Wars Celebration was canceled, uh, and, you know, toy shows were canceled. Tons of stuff, yeah. So, Every, yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I, there's nothing I'm looking more forward to. And also, like, I would like to, like, because I am in a band, and part of the reason I wanted to be in a band, again, was to play live music. I would like to be able to do that or yeah. go see live music. Yeah, yeah. I um, wanted to sell your T-shirts. I, I was <laughs> bummed out that our, like, you know, we, we, we filmed a lot of Dr. Pepper stuff that couldn't get used. Yep. And, yeah. and we, we kind of have to make up for that. And I'm excited to do that because that stuff was fun. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's still, yeah, there's projects that we kind of had to abandon. And we were plant. legit halfway through filming. When yeah. So it. so just, just the hope that this year, like this all kind of started in March. And like we did the beginning of this year, like we did go to Days of the Dead and we did go to uh, New York Toy Fair. And Mm -hmm. it's, so this year really started off with like a bang and, uh, we kind of, I mean, boy, we've had to kind of like endure a lot of, uh, ups and downs, but, uh, Hey, the biggest thing is we're getting through the year. We're healthy. We're still doing YHS. Life is good. Yeah. Star Wars rules. I'm getting a tattoo. Me too. Maybe. No, I am. 
<laughs> Everything's going to be good. Sure. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. As Jacob always says, it's fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. All right. I miss having panic attacks in the Olive Garden parking lot is what I'm saying. <laughs> I look forward to oh being able God, to do Oh, my God. I miss Olive Garden. All right, everybody. Well, listen, Happy New Year. Have a safe and happy evening. Have a safe and happy New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to coming back next week with more Yes, Have Some podcasts. We thank you. We love you. Yeah. Stay tuned to at YHS Podcast on Instagram for the Jabba Glob drop at midnight. You, you've probably missed it by this point at if this you're hearing this tomorrow. But <laughs> at this point, it happened already. So go look. Uh, and Jake, I'll give you the final word on 2020. Jacob Walsh is giving his final thoughts on this year. Go. Final thoughts on this year it's been uh awful at times <laughs> yeah um it's been pretty fun at times and fuck it there it Just is fuck it fuck it all right fuck it. we'll Go. see everybody next week we'll do 2021 live see you next year what are you guys looking forward to more people saying whoa it's you know people used to be like it's so weird writing 2021 but there's no reason to write a date anymore so what i'm looking forward to is when people go whoa it's so weird not wearing a mask because get ready there's going to be a lot of that at some point you're going to be annoyed about it all right bye everybody bye, bye guys